This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Ah, uh, the sporting capital, that's what we are on SEN. Thanks for your company, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or the temper text, a mattress like no other, or zero four double three ninety eight. 11.16. What's on your mind over the next hour? Of course, the first serve is not too far away and there's plenty going on in the world of tennis. SEN.com.au has everything you need to know and everything you need to catch up with in regards to interviews and guests and breaking stories. This has just been posted uh, in the last half hour about the Hugh Greenwood situation. We're going to hear from uh, Mitch Cleary, who broke the story, uh, he spoke on SEN Drive earlier today uh, in regards to what's taken place. If you're, you're just tuning in right now, you're heading home or you're at home or you're listening on the app wherever you are around Australia to SEN, um, let me just say it would be um, huge news for North Melbourne fans. They're up and about because Hugh Greenwood has signed a contract with North Melbourne after being delisted for strategy reasons by the Gold Coast Suns. It was reported that Hugh Greenwood was on board with that, but North Melbourne got a sniff. They jumped, and now he's joined the Kangaroos. But this is online article by Sam Edmund. Suns failed in late scramble to keep Greenwood. Have a listen to some of the elements here, and I read this from the website. Gold Coast offered to extend Hugh Greenwood's contract to three years in a failed late scramble to keep him from North Melbourne's clutches. Have a listen to this. Coach Stuart Jew was out of phone range on a bushwalk when the Suns were shocked to learn they had become the target of North's stunning free agency raid. Sources said the Kangaroos' offer is an unconditional two-year contract Generous games played triggers among the criteria for a third year. See, don't go walking in the bush. There is a <laughs> stick to the metro area. But there it is. They tried to get it and tried to extend it. So that's where they thought they would keep it. But the question is asked, you know, are the Gold Coast Suns within their rights to be a little bit miffed and peeved? that Hugh Greenwood, who said in his own social media that he was happy to be a part of that strategy. What do you think of that? Give us a call, one 736 736 Love to hear from you. Or text 0433 And on any subject today, Mitch Marsh, Dave Warner, have we seen the last of Steve Smith? Have we seen the last of Aaron Finch as our Australian short-form captain? I mean, he's, he is struggling. There's no doubt about that. But a wonderful captain and a very calm captain. But do you keep your spot in the team if you're not making runs and that's what you're there for? And then the question's asked, who replaces him in the short form captaincy? 
Temper text 0433981116 or give us a call 1300 736 736. Adam Gilchrist will join us to talk about his great mate Justin Langer and the Australians and, of course, the victory and also going forward now with their focus on the Ashes. But earlier today on SEN Drive, 1116 SEN Drive, Mitch Cleary from Seven broke the news of Hugh Greenwood's recruiting and recruitment coup by North Melbourne to pinch him, to pinch him under the eyes and hands and feel of the Gold Coast Suns. Here's Mitch Cleary on SEN 1116 Drive. 100% of people love Mitch Cleary at the moment. He's made oh, a magnificent uh, commit, magnificent start to the next part of his professional life at the Channel 7 Network. And he's got an exclusive. We'll all be tuning in tonight uh, to find out more about And he's been good enough to tell us. He's just tweeted a staggering story about Huey Greenwood. Uh, Mitch, thanks for joining us, mate. No worries, Radar. Thanks for having me on. What's the, what's the story? Extraordinary, am I? You know how this works and how quickly this works, Andy. I only learned this in the last 15 minutes and fired off a tweet. I'm still in disbelief as well. Hugh Greenwood was delisted last week by Gold Coast. Under the list rules, they have to, every club must take three picks at the draft. So he was basically delisted from the senior list and promised that he would be picked up again at the draft, basically to ensure the Suns take their number of picks at the national draft. In, in doing so, he's actually become eligible as a delisted free agent like a... Levi Casbold or like a, you know, any other yep. other players like a, um, you know, players that go off lists. Yep. And North Melbourne have come in with a with a mega offer. Uh, I'm told um, over the weekend and, and come in and, and swoop. So before Gold Coast had the chance to redraft him, they've come in and, and picked him up as a delisted free agent. The paperwork's about to be lodged. I'm told. And um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's about he's going to play for North Melbourne next year. So Mitch, there's two angles to this. One is. They've just done the, the West Coast Eagles. Timmy Watson will grab him. He's available without speaking to him. And that would be disconcerting to the player because he's got to uproot and go to another state. Or they have spoken to him and they've made him very comfortable with what they are proposing. No, they've definitely spoken to him, Derm. And I believe there was a few uh, negotiations over the weekend. And simply, as simple as I can put it, the, the, the Roos have offered more money than the Suns and, and he's got the offer to, to move to North Melbourne and he's accepted that. It's all eligible given he was delisted. The question now comes on the Suns is why they actually delisted Hugh Greenwood. They could have done it with any of their 44 players. You think a player who is in their starting 22, no doubt, probably their most important midfield unit. He's probably one of their top four or five midfielders. They could have done it with any of the players and delisted him. Essentially what the Gold Coast had is they had every player on their list signed for next year. So they had to delist um, two players in order to take the, the picks at the draft. They'd done Greenwood and I think Jez McLennan was the other player who was yet to play at the highest level. Um, and now they'll be sort of seeing back the Suns thinking to themselves, why do we do that with a player who we brought in as a leader and is part of our best midfield uh, group? Yeah, you would think that the, the body presence he gives them for his ball-winning oh, yeah. ability is pivotal to the way that they want to play. And now... Sometimes teams can get a little bit too smart, can't they? They can. And we, we know the Roos were looking for these sort of players. That they actually got a long way in the past of getting Darcy McPherson, who was contracted at the Suns as well. They had long chats with uh, between the Suns and the Roos of getting him in exchange for pick 19 that the Roos were keen to, to bolster. But they must have looked at their midfield and thought we could do with Hugh Green when he's a Tasmanian as well. So it bolsters their Tasmanian connection, which I'm sure would have been all part of the conversation. And, 
Um, he walks in and he probably plays for North Melbourne round one next year. It's a, you know what it is, guys? It's probably a Jared Lyons 2.0, as simple as it is. The, the, uh, the Suns let him walk in the same sort of time of the year um, as a delisted free agent. They delisted him off their list. Brisbane swooped. He's won two best-on-ground medals now against the Suns. Hugh Greenwood could give the uh, the Suns nightmares for years to come. Yeah, well, he's got that ACL, so he, I imagine that the start of next year will be delayed. But if it's a multiple-year thing, and he's obviously you know a great um, preparer, and I suspect a really good rehabber, there's plenty of footy left in Hugh Greenwood. Hey, Mitch, I know you're busy, and we've got to let you go. But just how how will you play what he said on Twitter last week um, <laughs> compared to what you're breaking now? They are absolutely poles apart, and it gives an extraordinary comparison and contrast to where he was uh, three and a half, four days ago. Yeah, I'm sure it, I won't need to do much. I'm sure the rest of Twitter and the rest of uh, social media will do that for me, Andy, but no doubt it'll be uh, part of our report on 7 News tonight. It is interesting. It, I guess it just shows that loyalty doesn't matter in footy now. He, he was delisted in the view of getting picked up. The Ruse have come with a better offer. Yeah. And he's accepted that. The loyalty is dead. And I know people will probably say it's been dead for a long time, but it just shows a player who the Suns targeted a few years ago from the Crows, went up there, they looked after him, good deal, good money at the time. The Ruse have simply come in with a better offer and he's walked. So, well, Can uh, I ask you, was there any – did you have any knowledge? And I know it's very inside knowledge – was there any resistance by Hugh when they originally said, we're going to drop you off the list uh, to bring you back on at a later date? Was there any resistance from him saying, I, I imagine that there'd be a lot of players who say, you know what, I, I don't like the ignominy of, of being delisted, even though I know I'm getting back onto the list. Was there any resistance? I don't know that. I put my hand up. I've only been told that the Bruce stuff in the last hour, and, yeah. and I just thought it was going to be one of those spader complaints. He's delisted. He's picked up again on the list. Now, the money he was on at the Suns would be too much for another club to, to sort of match, given that's how they sort of got him in the first place up to the Suns. But this has all happened in the last. Well, I've learned of it in the last half hour, but I think it's been a happening bubbling away over the weekend. I've been told. I'm not sure exactly where Hughes sat. No player likes the listed next to their name, nah. so there's that. But. I don't think he, he was crying foul in a major way or anything like that. Mate, we'll let you go. Uh, we know you've got some um, some calls to make and a story to build. So we'll be watching tonight uh, we, as you add the whatever layers are available to you to the story on Channel 7, mate. We'll be watching it after 6 o'clock tonight. Thanks for giving us the update uh, as we go to air this afternoon. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good on you, mate. Mitch Cleary from Channel 7. Yeah, most of Australia hate me. <laughs> um Look, Australians are passionate. They love their cricket. Um, they want people to do well. It's no doubt that I've had a lot of opportunity at test level and I haven't quite nailed it, but hopefully they can respect me for the fact that I keep coming back and I love playing for Australia. I love wearing the baggy green cap and I'll keep trying and hopefully I'll win them over one day. <laughs> Mitch Marsh from 2019. I think Australia does love him today. They love the Australian cricket team. They love Dave Warner all of a sudden. Uh, uh, Matthew Wade chimed in. Questions asked about, you know, the, the future captaincy, of course. Um, where to for Aaron Finch? Where to for Steve Smith? Do you, you know, is he in the wide ball team? He's certainly in the 50 overs, but maybe, you know, the Big Bash uh, or the T20 format is not really for him. Um, closing stages of the NBL Blitz game between the Melbourne Phoenix and Illawarra Hawks. And I can tell you that uh, as it stands right now, with a minute to go in the last quarter, the Melbourne Phoenix lead 100 to 98. 
Um, just uh, some scorers in that. Yeah, in fact, now it's 100 all. It's 100 all in the, uh, the blitz down in Tassie. 30 seconds left in the game. Some scorers. Uh, Tarangi has 18. Um, Munford has 15. Kyle Adam has 13. G has 17, of course, for for Melbourne, the Phoenix. Jessup, um, unlucky not to be on an NBA list, they believe. They reckon he's still certainly on the radar. 27. Harvey, Tyler Harvey, 17. And White has 17. And Rathen Mays has 11. So, I mean, plenty of players getting some much-needed court time down there in Tassie. But just repeating, it's 100 all in that game. The Marsh One Day Cup at the Gabba is being played. Usman Kawaja, of course, still trying to press his claims for a recall into the test team. Many believe that Marcus Harris may have that berth uh, in his uh, hands. But unfortunately for Uzi, he's out. Uh, he's out for seven. And Manus Labuschagne has just been dismissed. Bold Berendorf for 20. Renshaw is at the crease along with Bryant now. Currently two for 43. Queensland. And that is in the ninth over. WA made three for 361. And the key to that innings is Cameron Bancroft, 124 not out. Turner chimed in with 71. And Cameron Green, when we talk about the Ashes on the way, still in that Ashes team, he made 70 or 55. So just any form. And I know we're all comparing white ball cricket with test cricket, but... I think any time a player is out in the middle making runs, um, fantastic. Hey, Michael says, how important was that double hopper six by Warner? It's a good call. I still think, um, look, how the dynamics of the, the, the game would have changed, I'm sure, but I think Australia still did what they needed to do. Uh, but I uh, don't know what you think about that one. I'm just not sure. Um, I, I was listening, didn't watch it. Um, I reckon you bowl a ball and bounces twice. You whack it. Anyone else agree or disagree? Do you think uh, David Warner was within his rights? one three hundred seven three six seven three six or zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on that temper text machine. It's a busy one today. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Temper a mattress like no other. Uh, Paddy Mills twenty nine points today for the Brooklyn Nets, including a franchise record nine three pointers. Go, coming off the bench and uh, young Giddy, Josh Giddy, six points and five rebounds in the losing team, of course, playing for the opposition there. Uh, Adam Gilchrist is busy at present. We are going to try and get to Gilly. Um, <laughs> someone on the text, you bowl shite, you get hit. Well, it didn't, they didn't say shite, they rhymes with hit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Roos are building good depth. Remember, they'll also get draft uh, Tom Lynch as a They also draft Tom Lynch as a rookie, correct? course, the Adelaide Crows, Tom Lynch, who would know uh, Levi Greenwood well. So there's a bit going on there. Uh, let us know. What's your thoughts? Do you agree on the Dave Warner situation? Everyone's going back to that, saying that was quite significant in regards to the uh, dynamics of the T20 World Cup campaign in particular, getting through that game and then getting into the final. one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or, of course, temper text away, zero four. Eight seven, uh, sorry, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Been a busy show so far. Adam Gilchrist, not too far away, and Brent Costello is down in Tassie 
of course. So let us know. We're going to be chatting with him about the NBL Blitz. Nothing wrong, says Michael, hitting the double bounce ball. You bad, you bowl a bad ball, you cop it. Seems to be the general. I mean, I am sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people who disagree with that. Uh, we'll get we'll get a break away. We're waiting on Gilly. He's got a, uh, a family issue that he's dealing with at the moment, a personal issue, but it's uh, all good. He'll come to the phone when he can. And Brent Costello from Win TV down in Tassie, he's been keeping an eye on the NBL Blitz down there. Of course, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers are new into the system. Um, I can tell you that that game is now over. It, no, in fact, oh, we're into overtime. There you go. I was going to say, score was uh, boosted up. Overtime, first period of overtime down there in Tassie and the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix 106 lead the Illawarra Hawks 103 with three and a half minutes of OT left. We'll get a breakaway. We'll come back. We'll give you that score update. We'll give you the score from Queensland as well in their Marsh One Day against Western Australia. Your calls and your texts. This is the Sporting Capital. Adam Gilchrist and Brent Costello from WinTV, not too far away. Tim Gossage in the chair for Sammy, having a well-deserved break. Well, it's all been about Australia and their T20 World Cup Championship performance over New Zealand. A lot's been said about David Warner. A lot's been said, of course, about Mitch Marsh. And a lot's been said about Justin Langer. One man who's across all this is a co-host of Gillian Goss on SENWA, but also a main man of the Fox Cricket crew. And they're preparing for plenty of Big Bash and also the Ashes. And that's my good mate, Adam Gilchrist. So belated happy birthday for yesterday, mate. You would have woken up this, uh, well, late last. You wouldn't have even gone to sleep, I'd imagine. Straight into watching the cricket. It was well worth staying up for. Yeah, it certainly was. Thanks, mate. It was um, a nice celebration, but uh, capped off beautifully with a wonderful gift to all cricket followers in Australia. Hey, I've been a team, and I'm sure you would have mentioned it, and people uh, that are listening would have been thinking that you know that, that team went there with zero expectations of winning this title uh, from, from externally. Internally, they believed that they were good enough, but um, yeah, really pleasing to to see them just remain true to themselves and each other and, uh, and and the formula that they had. They just only once against England obviously went off the off the beaten track a little bit with a selection and a change-up, but uh, they quickly rectified that and got into a really nice rhythm. So how, how pleasing for, for Mitch. Uh, everyone you could just tell was so happy for him, which was, which was great. Yeah, very much so. I spoke to Sean on the radio this morning and... Uh, you know, he, Sean doesn't like talking about himself and often they're feeling the pinch. But today he was up and about talking about Mitch and what it means to the Marsh family in general. I want to, I'll talk yep. about him in a moment. I want to talk about your good mate, JL. And you've declared your hand often and you were came to his defence in a way and you, know, you were fairly, um, very publicly supportive against a, a bit of a, a whirlwind of criticism of the way he was doing things. And uh, he seemed to change. He seemed to change on the eve of this... World Cup campaign, a few of the little moments and, and idiosyncrasies of Justin Langer. Did you see that change come in him and do you think that is a part of the success that they've just had over there? Yeah, you'd have to think it, it has been. It, I, I think there was an acknowledgement by Justin himself, uh, certainly publicly, where he said, I've, I've finally heard what I'm led to believe is the complaints or the uh, issues have been that, that that he was having filtered or reading about in the press and and certain you know areas of press were really keen to continually pursue it and dig deeper and try to create more 
story and, and copy around it. Um, he himself said, well, it's finally I've sat down and I've had the ability to cop this, the criticism and the feedback and the suggestion of which way that uh, perhaps he needs to try to um, change and, and, and change his, better manage his style of coaching and, and management of those players. So he, um, yeah, I think he, he took it on board. Uh, I think that was the greatest frustration is that he was hearing a lot about all this, but never actually hearing it directly and exactly what it was. So they got there in the end. It was a very scrappy way to get there, but uh, they got there in the end, and I think um, everyone was better for it. How do you think he's feeling now? Have you had any contact with him? Have you just fired him off a message? I mean, I did send him a message. He said, I'd like to come on, but I'm a bit dusty at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we were exchanging messages quite a bit, yeah. So, um, But, uh, yeah, he's, he's thrilled, clearly. I haven't had too much contact with him today, but uh, shot the messages off and... Uh, all good, mate. I think he'll be a happy camper and you know, the way he works, he'll be thinking about the Ashes already. Yeah, he'll be dusting off and, and ready to go for the Ashes campaign. David Warner coming in, didn't really get a lot of um, time out in the middle. JL did say publicly, you know, that uh, he will bat angry, no doubt, Dave Warner. Yep. And the longer the series went on, the angrier he got and boy, he was back to his brutal best. He sure was. Uh, I think one big thing Dave Warner was uh, well, Justin spoke, and, and again, this is where Justin so openly supported and continued to support all the players, uh, but David in particular, he was talking about how fit he was. You'd never seen him sharper and working harder, and uh, just, you know, even when all eyes were on Warner and almost looking in some, some seconds hoping for failure uh, to continue that narrative, um, Justin was supporting him, but uh, I think Dave Warner was the beneficiary of Mitch Marsh particularly in those two semi-final, the semi-final and the final, the way Mitch went about it just bought Warner that little bit of time to not feel completely pressurised about having to be the driver and having to be the leader of it all uh, by way of aggressive, aggressive cricket at the top. So that was... Um, and, and, you know, Warner's good enough to, to grab that opportunity and, and go on. So it was um, absolutely outstanding. And I think... Look, England would have to be looking upon that. I know it's T20 cricket, not Test cricket, but they'd have to be disappointed now to know that Dave Warner's coming back full of confidence, full of runs uh, with a title like that, one of the tournament under his belt. No doubt. Adam Gilchrist, our guest uh, on the Sporting Capital here on SEN 1116. We're talking about the fallout from the Australian victory uh, against New Zealand. Um, in regards to Mitch Marsh... Um, I heard Damien Fleming, I think Darren Berry said, well, you know, he's hitting them that well. All of a sudden, you think, does he come into the equation of, of an Ashes role at some stage? You've got Cameron Green there currently, if you want to change things up and put both in and have one less speedster. A whole lot of dynamics and permutations to be had. George Bailey's been pretty strong. He spoke on SEN this afternoon saying, no, nah, you're comparing apples with oranges in regards to what Mitch Marsh has done at the T20 and then the Ashes. Do you think Mitch Marsh has a place anywhere inside this Ashes campaign? Oh, I think there's you, you know, anything's possible throughout the, the campaign, Goss, but I, I, I probably tend to agree with uh, with George's take on it at the moment. That, you know, Mitch himself didn't play the Shield game in South Australia uh, before heading over for the World Cup because... Oh, he himself said, I just want to continue to focus hitting white balls and get that my whole mindset channeled towards what we 
he was hoping would culminate in last night's or early this morning's um, effort. So uh, he forewent a bit of that uh, Red Bull first-class cricket, and I guess that's a statement in itself. Um, and there's players there that have been honing their skills in the Red Bull game that will probably be uh, more better positioned to take on certainly the first test or two, but, but anything's possible. I mean... Injuries, uh, form slumps, we don't know, but uh, there's no reason why at some point Nick Murray can't feature in the Ashes series, and he's uh, only going to be a cricketer that has grown more and more in, with conf- in confidence, and um, I'm sure if you got a chance, would make a huge fist of it. Yeah, no doubt. You're, you're just drifting off that phone there at the moment, Gil. So we'll, uh, we might just give Sorry, you one mate. more. No, that's all right. No, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Just gotta, might, you might have to pay the bill to get uh, stronger internet. How's that connection. one? <laughs> How's yeah. that one? That might be my voice from, from celebrating. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. I hope you got uh, me there. Now it's all good. Uh, just uh, And you would be aware, I know you've been busy, uh, but I would say that uh, Cameron Bancroft, the forgotten man with a an unbeaten century for WA in their one-day game up there in Queensland. All of a sudden, um, the forgotten man who couldn't get off the square and was really struggling with returning to, you know, first-class cricket of any nature and uh, really to make yeah. an impact. But, gee, he must be absolutely up and about. And that's great timing for him as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he hasn't found it easy in first-class cricket to, to maintain that standard that he had set a few years ago. So... But again, a bit like Mitch and the reaction of teammates and friends around Mitch Marsh. Cam's a, a very popular guy in that particularly that WA setup, and I think uh, the whole unit will be thrilled for him to to find a way to get through, and uh, particularly one day cricket, which is you know not not the format that typically we all associate uh, Cam with. But for him to go out and do that, um, because they didn't have Sean Marsh, did they? I think I know, he's done for about six car. weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the real shame. So. Someone's going to have to keep stepping up in that WA setup, and uh, Cam's a, he's a senior player in there now, so um, that's fantastic. Yeah, really good, and also Cam Green and also Ashton Turner amongst the runs. As we let you go, mate, you're excited, of course, about Fox Cricket and and the the Ashes campaign, also the Big Bash campaign. It's still a bit of a how long's a piece of string, and how the borders are going to go uh, for for all of this, in particular for the commentary team, just as much as it is for the two teams engaged in the Ashes series as well. But you must be excited about some absolute frontline cricket right here on our own uh, on, uh, on our own home front here in in Australia. Yeah, well, right. Every game is just going to be so big, and the build-up and anticipation, and you know, hopefully the the game in Perth can be be played there because um, you know everyone in the cricket-loving public is pretty pretty keen and eager for that. But yeah, it's just, it, it, it's really massive. Uh, you know, tick the box now. Well done to the group, and particularly Justin and the leadership group and the selectors. Well done for the sticking by the the, the process that they had planned and. But now uh, focus on the Ashes and, and, and all the press will start in and around the England team and Joe Root and Ben Stokes will become at the forefront of everyone's mind. But, um, yeah, it's going to be great fun to be a part of. And, of course, you can catch it all on SEN, mate, can't you? So it's uh, going to be plenty of coverage and no Absolutely. reason to miss any of it. Yeah, good on you, mate. Good on you, Gilly. I know you've been a busy man this afternoon. So thanks for squeezing in uh, 15 minutes here on uh, the Sporting Capital on SEN 1116. Pleasure, mate. Good on you, buddy. Anyway, there's Adam Gilchrist, of course, up and about, uh, celebrated his special milestone birthday yesterday as well. Let's go to Lindsay, who wants to talk about Hugh Greenwood before we get a break away, and we'll be chatting with Brent Costello from WinTV about the NBL Blitz down there in Tassie. G'day, Lindsay. Yeah, Goss, what a pleasure it is to follow Gillian, mate. I feel quite honoured. <laughs> um... you're, <laughs> you're, you're the night watchman, Linz. 
Exactly right. Exactly right. Now, look, um, Gold Coast have just misread the room again. You know, that as a Brisbane supporter, I clearly remember him taunting Dane Zorko and telling him that he was an unwanted Gold Coast player and then they dumped Jared Lyons. But if you actually backtrack a little bit, Hugh Greenwood, even I can see, is not the sort of bloke you mess with. That If you remember when he left Adelaide, he was, you know, toing and froing with Mark Rusciuto and saying, look what you missed out on, and he took great offence that Adelaide dumped him. And then they pick him to delist. It's just dumb, dumb stuff, mate. You know, I can't believe it. Yeah, and North Melbourne just saw a little opening and stuck their foot in the door. And David Noble, is, he's, you know, he's... His knowledge of the industry, and not just as a coach, but also of that sort of um, of the list management and uh, develop, player development, was a one. Good on you, Lindsay. It's a very good call, and yeah, that seems to be the fallout. It seems to be they've absolutely been caught asleep at the wheel. Stay with us. Plenty more to come, and don't forget you can always get in touch. One three hundred seven three six seven three six on the Sports Capital Sen open line, or you can text away. And don't forget, the temper text machine, a mattress like no other, Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Your calls, anything you like, on the Big Bash, which is about to start, the Ashes, of course, uh, the NBL Blitz, as I mentioned, the, the performance by Australia overnight. Also, Liam Jones from Carlton, his decision not to be vaccinated and also subsequently retired. And the North Melbourne swooping in on the Gold Coast Suns, Hugh Greenwood. It's your call. It's your opportunity to give us a call. one 736 736 or text temper text 433 Plenty more on the way. This is the Sporting Capital. Tim Gossage in the chair and I'm here to the top of the hour. You can always join us. one 736 736 on the drive home or if you're already at home or sitting at work or just chillaxing. 433 is also the temper text number. Of course, don't forget temper, a mattress like no other. Marcus Stoinis, Mitchell Stark, Justin Langer, they talk about the special bond of the group. They had this to say. They had this to say, uh, of course, about their win. And in a moment, we're going to be chatting with Brent Costello about the NBL Blitz down there in Tassie. But here are the boys from Australian cricket, of course, Marcus Stoinis, Mitch Stark and Justin Langer. The key, uh, this group of boys, we absolutely, we actually love each other. It is beautiful, this team. We, I can't wait to keep playing with this team. Uh, I'm so proud of them. You won't find bigger supporters of Mitch Marsh than right here, apart from probably his family. We're so, we are so happy for him. I think just the closeness of the group. I had a great time here, albeit locked up, but we've had some great times off the field, getting around one another, and I think that's showed in the way we played our cricket. We've, we've had everyone contribute, guys off the field, on the field, different guys in different games, and we saw that again tonight. So I think that... The closest of the group has really got us through this tournament and then hopefully that leads into the summer as well. This is such a, a special group of people. And I know every coach, every captain says the same thing, but you know, we've got some amazing cricketers here. We haven't had a chance to play together because different reasons for the last 12 months. So when we all got back together, it was almost like a reunion. And they're such close. there's so many close relationships there. It's a very, very special moment for everyone. So there it is. That is Marcus Stoinis, Mitchell Stark and Justin Lang and just talking about the bond of the group. Well, there's a lot of bonding going down in Tassie at the moment because the NBL Blitz has been running for a couple of days. It's currently tonight and uh, the South East Melbourne Phoenix just got beaten in overtime by the uh, Illawarra Hawks. One man from Win TV News is Brent Costello and he's been sitting courtside and 
Tanoa. Are you the voice of the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, uh, BC? Thanks for joining us. Well, hey, Goss. I was trying to keep that under wraps until the season starts. Just want to ease myself into it before <laughs> I put it out there. But uh, that is correct. I can confirm that. Yeah. All righty. So, so a good uh, former colleague of mine, Lockie Reed, who we think has set the tone for uh, courtside announcing. Um, you know, defence and uh, wow, cats and all that. BC, now you've got to declare your hand now that we've known that you are going to be the voice of the Tassie Jack, Jack Jumpers there down in uh, Tasmania. Are you practising? Have you got? Have you? Have you going to pull out a stock standard, or are you going to? You know, you've got some some new material. How's that going to sound for the for the followers, the faithful? Just baby steps so far, guys. This is my first foray into uh, the courtside announcing. So I just wanted to get through yesterday unscathed, and I'll build as the season goes on. But I'll, I'll tell you what, I'd love to actually fly over and have a listen to Lockie and take a few notes. So I might have to um, put uh, that idea into the JJ's head and see if they can get me over to Perth for a couple of days. Ah, very true, yeah. So, well, Lockie's now retired from that little venture because he's got a busier ah. schedule with his TV wide. But the, the young fellow that does the Wildcats home games does a pretty good job as well. Lockie used to get banned. Lockie, Lockie actually got threatened by a player <laughs> to be taken outside and throttled, uh, calling him a buffet <laughs> or something. So you just got to be careful what you say. You've got to follow the <laughs> protocols of the NBL. But, mate, it's all part of the entertainment package. And speaking of entertainment package, you must have been absolutely buzzed up like the rest of Tassie was with the, the cues of the crowd just to go into a pre-season competition to watch the new NBL team, the Tassie Jack Jumpers, uh, do their thing. What I saw some of the pictures on socials. How bloody good is that? Uh, we've been waiting for it for so long. This is the thing. I mean, we've had the Hurricanes and the Tigers and we've, we've always supported the cricket teams, but we've wanted another team in the national sporting competition and it's finally here. I think everyone quite I can't believe it because um, it, it is finally here and obviously we've got a brand new stadium to go with or a refurbished stadium um, and that's just absolutely outstanding. We've got a big Jumbotron which is, you know, we're, we're behind the times a little bit here in Tasmania. We haven't seen a Jumbotron here before so that uh, catches your eye as soon as you walk into the stadium now and uh, I'm told it's one of the biggest in Australia so we're pretty lucky to have that but uh, yeah, just to have a team in the comp is just going to be unbelievable and uh, they did us proud yesterday went down by 10 points to the bullets but you can see some some signs there that we're going to be a pretty good team i reckon yeah it's going to take time but uh, they'll get there brent costello from win tv is our guest we're talking about the tassie jack jumpers and the nbl blitz in general scotty roth who i know personally used to share a coffee with him every now and then over in wa when he was uh, assistant coaching there for the perth wildcats is the head coach he didn't take uh, he was pretty brutal though in his assessment when asked about what areas that the team could work on. He said everything. He's not going to pack, uh, pull any punches uh, as head coach down there. Yeah, we caught up with him today after the game. And, uh, and yeah, he basically said, uh, we said, what do, you, what do you want to improve on out of yesterday? And he, he basically just said, as you said, everything. Um, that they're a new team. They've got to work in their offense. They've got to work in their defense, their chemistry, everything. And he rightly said they played the Bullets yesterday who would have had seven or eight of those guys in the, in the same team together last year. And we're all coming together as a, a fresh unit. So, uh, he's right, yeah, a bit of work to do, but uh, as I said, some, some really good signs there yesterday. I think our imports are going to be really good. We saw Josh Adams, uh, he's just going to be a human highlight reel, I reckon. Uh, he did a massive slam dunk, uh, almost leapt from the, the charity stripe and, uh, and and jumped over one of the Bullets' tallest players to, to get that in. And, and Josh Bajet looks awesome. He's had NBA experience. McCall McIntosh is another one we've brought out. And uh, I think uh, the fans are going to be in for a real treat once the season gets underway to see that all those three particularly in action. Many moons ago, I did a feature story on Cal Bruton uh, down there when the Hobart Devils were up and about, and it was a hard sell. 
Crowds weren't huge. What, what's different, mate? What's different now? Is it just because basketball is bigger? I mean, why is this um, different down in Tassie? I know you were down there or around that time when they were, you know, they were pretty much the easy beats. I think McDaniel was playing for them. I think David Close had a mm-hmm. stick down there as well. Just tell us a, a bit about what's changed in the landscape of Tassie to, that everyone's on board this while, this uh, this basketball team in the NBL this year. Yeah, I think you're right. The, the resurgence of basketball has been phenomenal, hasn't it? And, um, you know, my young bloke, he'll, he'll sit and watch the NBA all day and, and, and supports Collingwood in the AFL, I hate to say. It uh, wasn't my fault. But um, he's happy to sit down and watch an NBA game. Wouldn't wouldn't really care if you missed the Collingwood game. And I think that's the same for a lot of people down here, a lot of young kids particularly, just loving their basketball. And, um, and I've got no doubt they're going to get right behind the jack jumpers. And, uh, and I think, you know what, too, Goss, the AFL's going to have to be really careful here. We know we've got this vote coming up uh, on a Tasmanian AFL team next year. I, I, I'm hearing it's going to be potentially good news. I know it's a long way out, but uh, the people I talk to in close circles believe uh, we're on the cusp of getting our own team. And I think that has, has to happen because uh, basketball is going to go straight past footy. It probably almost is already, just about particularly with young kids, as I just said. So... Uh, no doubt um, the AFL will be looking at this pretty closely, I reckon, and, and they're going to have to do something. Brent Costello, our guest from Win TV. We're talking about the NBL and uh, in general. The Perth Wildcats are there tomorrow. Of course, their team, uh, well, they're there now, but they've got their first game tomorrow. Um, they're taking on Adelaide. There's another game tonight, Sydney taking on Melbourne Phoenix. Looking forward to, to that one, to traditional rivals. Wildcats are undermanned, a new coach. Uh, three blokes are injured. Um I don't think you're going to see too much magic down there. But uh, uh, just in general terms, do pe- are people going to the games that aren't Jack Jumpers games? Or like, I don't know, it's a strange time to have some games on a Monday and a Tuesday and all this sort of stuff. But is, is, is it commanding plenty of attention in general down there? Yeah, well, basically it was, it was a pretty good deal because the government have given away free access, free passes to go to these games. So no one's paying a cent to get in, which is, which is awesome to start with. So... Uh, the Jack Jumpers were on first yesterday, so it was a, a, a I won't say sellout crowd. It was uh, a, a full capacity crowd because um, people didn't pay for their tickets. But uh, yeah, that was uh, magnificent. Just under five thousand in the house, and and a lot stayed for the second game. Uh, second game, uh, which was really good to see. Um, that was Cairns Taipans and Adelaide Thirty Sixes uh, both go, uh, going to an overtime game. So they got their. Um, entertainment out of that game. But uh, tomorrow night, uh, the first game isn't the Jack Jumpers. It's your Wildcats and the 36ers, uh, and the Jack Jumpers are up second. So 5.30 start time. That'll be interesting to see if people come straight from work. If they don't turn up to the Jack Jumpers, that'll be uh, the big test, I suppose. Then the uh, the roadshow goes to the northwest coast. So that'll be really well supported up there. It's a, it's a massive basketball community on the state's northwest coast through Burnie, Devonport, Olveston, that that region, it'll head to Launceston too for a, a double header next Friday night and then back to Hobart to finish it off uh, on Saturday, Sunday week. So plenty of basketball right across the state for, for the fans to enjoy in, in the lead-up to uh, our first game on December 3. Can't wait for that one. Now, just in regards to cricket, you uh, you put your oar in the water for a test match. If WA doesn't get the Ashes <laughs> test, it looks like things have... Uh, it looked like it shook the tree a little bit and much to the chagrin of many other expats who are trying to get back into WA for personal reasons, it looks like the cricketers mm. are going to be given the, the free pass. So it looks like you've missed out on a test match down there. But uh, I'm sure you were... Uh, like so other, so many others of Australian uh, f- cricket fans were rejoicing of the exploits of our Australian T20 team overnight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, particularly for, from a Tassie perspective with Matty Wade, obviously doing so well in that semi-final uh, a few nights ago. It was great to see him uh, 
gets some uh, some reward for effort. He's always been, um, you know, a fighter. Matty Way, we, we love him down here. And um, it was just fantastic to see that uh, medal around his neck last night. Nathan Ellis was over there too as part of our Hobart Hurricanes. So he didn't obviously play for the tournament. But um, an unbelievable experience for him, no doubt, which will only further his career, hopefully. Yeah, he'll learn a lot from that. There is little doubt about that. Hey, good on you, BC. Appreciate you taking our call. So the NBL Blitz continues. Uh, just on the temper text we have, is it a f- all-encompassing state team? Is, it, is that the uh, – a lot of people are saying, is it, you know, is it the North Island, is it the South? I mean, what's, what's the split in regards to interest inside the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers? And you mentioned uh, the, the, where the roadshow moves. Uh, have you got a, a thought process of where they're the most popular? Oh, look, they've been adamant from day one, and you can see that by the name. Obviously, we've got Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. This is Tasmania, Tasmania Jack Jumpers. They've been, um, yeah, very adamant that they want to be at all the Tasmania team, and uh, they've been up there for the pre-season. Crowds got right around them for training sessions and clinics, so uh, absolutely, it's an all the Tasmanian team. And unfortunately, they won't be able to play regular season games on the northwest coast. They'll play a couple at the Silver Dome in Launceston and, and 12 in Hobart. Uh, but I've got no doubt people will travel down for it. Uh, the Hurricanes, they've got Hobart in their name. They've played in Launceston, though, with the cricket, and uh, the Launceston fans have got out and supported them really well. So um, the, the whole parochialism thing here in Tassie, Goss, is an absolute myth. Uh, well, maybe it wasn't in the past, but it certainly is now. We're, we're all one state, all um, all together, and we want, really want this AFL team next. Hey, good, good job. Uh, and, mate... I am going to keep an eye on you throughout the entire season. <laughs> I am going to oh, see. I'm going to get people to record it. I'm going to get people to send it. <laughs> I am going to. It's going to be BC. So, what, are you going by Brent Costello? Or have you got some sort of funky DJ name? Um, well, no one's really thrown to me yet. So I'll have to work on that. We're still. We're all just sort of easing into it here. The Blitz is a good little warm up for us. So we're just, you know, getting uh, the teething stuff out of the way, and then we'll be right to go from round round one. But if you're getting people to send you some clips, maybe wait till about wait till about around six or seven. I reckon till I've warmed yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, good on you, legend. <laughs> Thanks for taking the call, mate. All the very best, and uh, it's exciting team, uh, exciting times for everyone in the NBL, and we're we're looking forward to seeing how they go this year. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, guys. Any time, mate. Cheers. Good on you, Brent Costello from Win TV. He's an absolute ripping fellow. He bashed the Eagles too. Can you believe that? How dare he? Uh, talking about the NBL Blitz. Uh, we've got a score update. Some people wanting to know how that game is going up there in Queensland at the Gabba the Marsh One Day Cup. WA 3 for 361, if you don't mind, umpire. Um, Queensland in response. The Bulls have still got their name. The Bulls inside their team name are 3 for 97 in the 18th over. Renshaw and Burns at the crease. Renshaw 32 off 27 and Joe Burns 2 off 5. Earlier today, Cameron Bancroft, 124, not out. And Paddy Mills, 29 points with nine three-pointers. Outstanding effort, a franchise record for the Brooklyn Nets. They had a win over Josh Giddy's team, six points and five rebounds for him, 120 to 96. We'll get a break away, not too far away. We'll come back, we'll wrap things up. Here on the Sporting Capital, been a, a busy show, a good show, and your feedback has been 100% accepted, good, bad, or indifferent. The Temper Text Machine is still up and running, 0433-981116. Temper, a, ma- a mattress like no other. Okay, we are going to uh, stay up uh, and uh, say goodbye uh, in about one minute's time. So just repeating the news, Mitch Marsh dominated. David Warner, player of the tournament. Mitch Marsh, player of the final, of course. 
And the Australians are not too far away from coming back home to prepare now for the Ashes series. Hugh Greenwood has left the Gold Coast Suns and found his way at North Melbourne. Now it's being reported his deal is 500000 a year for two years and a third year with some KPIs. He has been the big winner out of this and the big embarrassing loser is that of the Gold Coast Suns. That fallout will continue. And Cameron Bancroft with an unbeaten century in a one-day game. The forgotten man of cricket. Is he making a return to the big time? Thanks for your company. Thanks to the team. Thanks to Sammy. Thanks to Judd for pulling it all together. This is Tim Gossage in for Sammy Hargraves. I've done time on. We've done Sports Capital. We'll be back to do it all again tomorrow from 6 o'clock. In the meantime, have a great night. The first serve. BP Brett Phillips is next. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.